This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey everybody, Carm Capriato back at Max here in Orlando, the 44th annual training event and trade show at the Rosen Center Hotel. Beautiful. By the way, if you're up in the Northeast and you came through that terrible cold snap and all that weather, we saw the sun when we landed. Max is great. Three-day event. All kinds of attendees learn from 35 speakers, 70-plus hours of mobile AC and vehicle thermal management training, the expo. So much fun. Thank you to Peter and his entire team for having us here. I am with Bill Snow from Rad Air in Cleveland. Yeah, it's great to be here again. Thanks, Bill. Good to have you. We've done some great stuff. We toured a couple of your places up there. Him and Andy Fiffick, partners in Rad Air in Cleveland. And Andy couldn't be here. He's the chairman and the CEO of Max. And he had some surgery and the doctor said, oh, you're not going. No, he did a Zoom call last night with the board. And I know he's missing being here because it's always such a great event with great people. What a shame. I would have loved to have him here. Remember, if you're in your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, let's face it. Your shop management system is the most critical tool in your shop. And Napa Tracks will move your shop into the SMS Fastlane with on-site training, six days a week support, and local representation. Find Napa Tracks on the web at napatracs.com. Now, Bill and Andy were going to teach a class on digital marketing, but have you done it yet? No, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. So you're going to take the place of both. It's the Bill Snow and the Bill Snow Show. That's exactly right. And I have plenty of time to finish my presentation. Yeah, cool. Good for you. (laughs) So what I want to know is what's so interesting and why I wanted Bill to come in the studio and talk about digital marketing is we always get the digital experts or we always get the marketing experts to come on. And sometimes... The marketing expert is with a shop owner, but I've never really done an episode with a shop owner directly saying, this is what we do, how we do it, and and when we do it. I'm just here all ears. What's your class going to be like? I think if your listeners read between the lines, you just said, I'm not an expert, which I love. (laughs) Listen, none of us are expert at wanting to lead the marketing, lead the hiring, but we end up learning enough on our very own. We go into our networking zone We know people to pick up and call. And every once in a while, we react to what we learn and we try things. You're exactly right. And it's great to hear from all the experts. It's great to hear from the folks that are teaching the classes, writing the books, doing the webinars and the courses. And a lot of times you'll hear shop owners say, yeah, but my shop's different. That won't work in my neighborhood. And so the perspective I'm going to bring is I've been in these classes. I've sat there, but I have tried it. And here's what's worked and here's what hasn't worked. And that's going to be a little bit of what I see going on in the marketplace, what I've learned just in the last couple of months with the changes and everything that's going on in digital marketing. What have you learned? Google reviews have always been important. Now Google is putting a greater emphasis on reviews and how that shows up in search results for potential customers. So it was always important. Now it's even more important. Someone told me the other day that if you have a Gmail account, it's easy. If you don't, it's hard to do a Google review. It's very difficult for someone to leave you a Google review if they don't have some sort of Google account. That would be a Gmail account, a Maps account, any sort of old account that may have been set up like with the, when they had Google Plus and things like that. Is Google flexing their muscle? But why is it so hard? It's a real person. So they can, quote unquote, real person, because you can create as many Gmail accounts as you want it. But there needs to be some sort of validation. That's an actual person. How do you ask for reviews? In our stores, it's part of the entire experience when someone's there. It's usually introduced at what I sometimes call is a very intimate part when someone's picking up their car to kiss goodbye. Hopefully you had a great experience. You're going to get a text message. 
in about a day and a half, just checking in, make sure everything's okay. There's is your CRM system doing all this yes. for you? Okay. Yeah. We use my shop manager, which is now Bolton okay. at our locations. First, you're asking for the review. Hopefully everything was great. You're going to give us a five-star review. If something's not great, I want to know about it right away. That's the language we have. And then they get the text message asking for the review. And hopefully that we've caught it. If there hasn't been a problem, by the time they get that text message, they're leaving the review. More times than not, we're getting great reviews. Also, another best practice that we've gotten away from, but that we've reinstated is calling the clients the following week. No kidding. Big jobs, small jobs, any jobs. Do they answer the phone? Sometimes. Okay. If not, at least they get a voicemail saying, hey, it's Bill with Radar. Hope everything was great. If you have any questions about what we did, let me know. Got it. Sometimes there is a question. Hey, I forget. What did you have to do again? Or what was that work I said no to? And when does that need to be done? Doing that follow-up does two things. One is, and see, we're not even talking about digital marketing. That's something we're going to talk about too, is offline marketing, how it fits into it. So one is it shows the client you care. You really want to know what's going on. But number two is it's a good opportunity. Hey, you, you did decline that brake fluid flush. Have you had some more time to think about it? When can we get you scheduled in for that? Or if it's something more critical. What's the percentage that that deferred work comes in? Each week, we'll probably get one or two. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. If you weren't doing it, you wouldn't have that. Maybe not. 10 stores times, that's possibly 10 a day. Yeah, it adds up. Or it's just a reminder that, hey, I'm going to bring my car in 3,000, 5,000 miles for the next oil change. Please add that to my appointment. Or when I call, remind me of that. What's the percentage that you reach out in a day and a half asking for a Google review that you got one? More times than not, we are. If they haven't left a review before. So if your listeners don't know, once somebody leaves you a Google review, that's it. They can only leave you one. They can change it. They can modify it. They can delete it, but they can't leave more than one Google review. The CRM, Bolton, actually, we have it set up three different ways. So the first time you visit us, it asks for the Google review. The second time it's, hey, hope everything was great as before. If you need anything, let us know. No link. Third one, same thing. Hey, hope your experience was wonderful again. If you need anything, let us know. Then that fourth visit, it asks for the Google review again. So we don't want to hit them every single time, ask them for the Google review. I thought you said they couldn't review you again. They can't, but the system's limited to three different messages. Okay. So it's just, yeah, good catch. Okay. When do you send out the CRM notification on deferred work? That varies by store, what they want to do. Some store, Do you have a rainy day campaign? We do. Okay. And we change that rainy day campaign. Internally, we call it the slow day blast, uh -huh. but that could be a back to school blast. It could be a, the icy weather's coming. The three feet of snow is coming. The heat is coming. And the way these CRMs work, and there's multiple ones other than Bolton, it's so great how you can pick and choose who you want to send it to. And it's so easy. Click the button and go. Yeah. We just did two episodes on CRM bill, and they were just so cool. A funny story on part two, I lost power at my studio, and they just did a marvelous job without me. They just stayed with it and picked it up. So if you watch the CRM part two, and that I am not in the, I think for almost three quarters of it until we figured out how to get power back into my studio. Yeah. Think about this real quickly. So I have in my bottom drawer of my file cabinet stacks of postcards that I used to send out to clients that had deferred work because we didn't have a CRM at the time. Mm. This goes back eight, nine years ago. I would sit down one night with a stack of invoices <laughs> and I would go through and I'd handwrite a postcard address. Hey, by the way, you needed these three things. They're due on this date. Please call me to schedule. Now, through email and text, we can have a link to our scheduler. We can have on our postcards. Now we have QR codes where people can schedule. So we, we can do a discount and go ahead and schedule your service for this work. Are you talking about hands-free scheduling? Picking up the phone. So if they QR coded, they're going to the, your website, right? Yes. So the QR code actually goes to the scheduler. It, it does. Right. They don't have to even look for the scheduler. Okay. It takes them right there. How well does that work for you? The adoption rate hasn't been as high as we thought it would be, but 
We have a few, so it's more than we have without it. And your schedule is linked to that, or are they just telling you when they want to come in and you're then calculating where it goes and then calling them back to confirm? We always call back and confirm. So we haven't set up the integration yet with the shop management okay. systems, All right. but every store gets a text. So that the service manager gets a text message that there's a schedule request, check your email Got and it. in the email is that, yeah. Yeah. and then they call and Hey, Carm, you wanted this. You know what? The time you asked for isn't available with a loaner car, but I have a loaner car the next day. Would that work for you? Because sometimes there's a, they might request a loaner car, might not be one available or a waiting appointment might, might not be available. But it's another touch point with the client. That's a great time to, you talk about your customer or client advocate. You're on the phone with them at that point. You scheduled an oil change. How's everything else? We had a lot of rain last week. How are the wiper blades working? Is your car defrosting just fine? That saves them some time at the counter. And you can start to build up. Last time you were here, you deferred that break. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> you were on our CARM cruise, our networking mm-hmm. cruise. Thank you for being there. And Andy was there. A lot of great people. And in our first business meeting, I talked about the technology and the mechanical specialist. If you remember, I presented that. Mm-hmm. And I just did the keynote on that here. You saw one presentation in early December and you saw this refined one. What did you think about where we're going with this? I love the direction of it. I should have told you this. I went back and I talked to one of my teams, the team at Wycliffe, and I said, guys, this is what we need to do. When someone brings their car in for this, it's the X specialist, the Mercedes specialist, the alignment specialist, the ATIS specialist. Where my office sits in that location, I can easily hear the conversations at the counter and they're saying it. No kidding. I love it. Yes. How cool is that? Yeah. And then today on the big screen, you presented and I said, how does CARM have time to do this? Maybe Tracy's doing it. You had a side by side. Here's what we call it today. Yeah, yeah. What do we call them tomorrow? Yeah. Some of them say the same and some of them you had made suggestions for that. I think it's awesome. Bill, I couldn't have created this white paper and this movement that I believe my heart of hearts. It's so critically important today to elevate the professionalism of our industry. I couldn't have said, this is what we need to do without saying to people that let me show you some steps as to how we get there. Let me describe to you what I think the new role descriptions for a job description should be. And frankly, it was so many of the people, I mean, 50 to 60 people in the industry I reached out to and I said, here's my version five. The final paper came out after 11 versions of this. Small, tiny tweaks at the very end, but a lot of major ones from friends like you that said, I love this. What about that? Did you think about this? And so it was a collaboration and a buy-in from so many people. And I realized that I couldn't go out and say something without trying to put some kind of hand-holding stuff in that. And that's what I did. Yeah. So I had a big aha moment during your keynote today. So we're sitting at February 1st. Here's what's happening all across the country. We have students graduating from tech school in the next couple of months. They're going to be interviewing with multiple dealerships and shops. Carm, you suggested the idea that let's just say it's going to be a mechanical specialist. So if I'm sitting down with that person that's getting ready to graduate and they're looking at all the different options that they have for employment, including me, but I don't call them a lube tech. I call them a mechanical specialist and they lay those offers and opportunities out in front of them, maybe with their family, like you suggested in your keynote. Which one do you think they might choose? Hmm, No kidding. Not just based on the term alone, but I like the culture here. I like what they're calling me. I like the yeah. career path I have. Yeah. Everyone else is calling me a lube tech or a fast lane, quick lane guy or gal. I'm a specialist with this. I know the GS shouldn't be general service. It should be service specialist and it could be lube service specialist. But the point of it is that I made and you picked up on, and I think the industry has to get on board with 
is the millennials and Gen Z want to go back to their significant other, to their parents, to their friends. Hey, so you got a job today. This is cool. What are you going to be? What are you going to do? I'm going to be a loop service specialist. And wow, that's pretty powerful. There's some pride in the fact that we were able to outline a career opportunity at our place and just didn't call them a mechanic or a lube tech. And listen, we can describe, and I don't mean to go off on this tangent, I'm sorry, but it's so fresh in my mind. We just come off of it, right? That what's an A tech and a B tech and a C tech and what's a GS mean and what's a mechanic and what's a diag person? Thousand people you ask, you're going to get a thousand answers. Yeah. And think about you scroll through Craigslist or Facebook or Indeed, I guess you can't do Facebook anymore for ads, employment ads, but every job opening looks the same in our industry. It reads the same. What you're suggesting changes that. Thank you so much. Okay. Digital marketing, the man who's actually doing it. What's next after the Google review stuff? How much Facebook are you doing? Actually, this year we are changing up our di- our social media marketing in a big way. We're making it more fun and whimsical. We're making it more neighborhood-based. For this year, we, for our 10 stores, we picked Your Neighborhood Mechanic as our theme. We've been uh-huh. around since 1975. Anytime we've opened up a service center, we became the neighborhood go-to shop. So we decided we want to be your neighborhood mechanic. And that's the place where they bring the bike for the air tires or the kids stop by for that sort of stuff. Our shops will do little tractor lawnmower tires and things like that. We just want to be the place where you walk in and everyone knows your name and everyone takes care of you and you're known as the go-to place. So with our social media, which anything, let's take a step back. Digital marketing is anything on a screen, in my opinion. Anything that you see on a screen, how big or small, that's digital marketing. So with Facebook and Instagram, we're jumping on some trends. Some funny stuff that our folks have never seen before. And by folks, I mean our followers and people that uh, that engage with us on social media. We want to show the people side of our business. We're recording this on the 10th anniversary of me opening my shop in Wycliffe, Ohio. Congrats, babe. Thank you. And uh, my wife sent a picture to a small group of people this morning and said, six years ago, Bill had no gray hair. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. It's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's not as bad as mine. Yeah. But I realized about a year in, I wasn't in the car business. I was in the people business. I have customers and clients, and I have employees in the back, and there just happens to be cars in the middle. So, where I'm going with this car is we want to show on social media the people side of our business yeah. happy clients and happy employees. Yeah. The celebrations, just the celebrations based on the size of your team and how interesting life is for everyone. Please let us know of anniversaries and birthdays and new kids and houses and all that stuff. That all can be celebrated. Yeah. We don't capture the pictures as often as we should. But if you scroll through some of our store's pages, you will see pictures of birthday cakes and just bringing in an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen. They care about their people. They care about their customers. They care about life. Yeah. And there's a connection that can be made. Someone that's following us on social media or is following any shop for that matter. They see the pictures of the happy employees and then they walk in for the first time and they see that person behind the counter. That makes an awesome connection. If you went to Apex 2023, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner, technician and service advisor. Joe's Garage is your place to hang out with 10 working bays and real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest on display and demonstrated for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest trainers, coaches, and teachers. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2024 have even more product demos, trending training, 
marketing, and social media support to help you grow your career, sales, and profits. Remember, if you're in your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening, and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. NapaTrax was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. NapaTrax offers the industry's best post-sale support, hands down, and we train your people on-site Yep, on-site, and we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napa Trax is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop. So... It's your choice. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S, dot com. I got to say something. You know, Tracy and I were talking the other day, says, Dad, you've got so many incredible stories over all your years in the industry. And you just opened up one that I had totally forgotten about. 30 years ago, I came up with this acronym called N-P-S-C. And what I was attempting to do is to take all of my customers successful shops in Buffalo, New York, and put a moniker over them, just like Napa Auto Care, just like all these other, like CarQuest, TechNet. And they were all out there and they were all competitors of mine. And now I love them all. And of course, Napa is just a great partner with us. But MPSC, and you just opened my memory bank. Here's what I called it, the Neighborhood Professional Service Center. That's the foundation of where we are with my keynote today and where I want to go with the industry and this entire language change. The Neighborhood Professional Service Center. That says it all to the client. Neighborhood Professional. We could even put NPASC, Automotive Service Center. But the fact of the matter is we're saying we're local and we're here for you. That's great. Neighborhood Professional. Thank you for that. I wrote it down. I have to tell that story in a deeper way, maybe someday, Trace. Wow. Okay. So you're going to go out and you're going to tell more stories. Is Facebook the only avenue for that? Do you do Twitter? Twitter X. It's so noisy that 10 locations up in Northern Ohio doesn't really move the needle. So we will occasionally post out there TikTok. We haven't really done anything with that yet. I think if we had a bigger presence outside of Ohio, that might have a bigger play for us. Again, real noisy. noisy. So Instagram and Facebook. And YouTube are the big Okay, ones. YouTube. What do you know with YouTube? We're doing some shorts. We experiment a little bit one of the shops with some shorts to see what sort of traction we get. Shorts are 60-second videos. Yeah, it's video. Yep. And it's their idea to TikTok and the views. And one thing to talk about with social media, so much anymore, it's not about likes and shares. It's about eyeballs. How many views did you get? Yeah. Did you stop the scroll? So we're seeing that that's happening a lot on with YouTube shorts. Again, you can show a personality side. You can show a, an easy repair, a difficult repair. So we're going to be using that a little bit more. And then we'll do some more in-depth things. I think we've talked about the fact that we have a race team within the company. We do yeah. endurance racing with something called Champ Car. We have two cars. We have a bunch of team members and friends. And we're going to be using that content this year. Also, mostly on YouTube, racing with radar, showing behind the scenes how we're having fun, a little bit of the culture. That just gets more people looking at you. And you hope that makes a connection. They see something online. They see something in the mailbox. We do some TV advertising. So they see that as well. Now they say, okay, maybe I should give these folks a try. Okay, video is it. Video. 
who's in front of the camera, who feels comfortable holding up that phone. I mean, to me, so much of the, it's the word I'm looking for, ability to want to do this is that people are, in fact, I think it was Kim and Brian did a show recently on video. It was like, they don't like the sound of their own voice. And every, everyone tells me, all the marketing experts, the great companies, is it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't. And if it is perfect, that throws up a red flag to some consumers. And so I like to use three different words, consumer, customer, client. So a consumer is someone that's shopping for you. A customer is someone that tries you. A client is someone that says, okay, I found my forever mechanic. And that's the relationship that you build with them. So the videos don't have to be perfect. They should be genuine. They don't have to be overly edited. You can start off doing it yourself. And that's what we've done. And a social media company that we're using. So she and I met at one of our locations this past week. And guess what? She pulled the camera out. She pulled the microphones out. She did it all. I didn't have to. So she gets a different reaction from our team members than maybe I would. Not saying it's better or different. She can talk to them a little bit differently. Maybe they want to do things on camera that they wouldn't normally do for me. Or Are they asking questions as she's asking them or is she just getting reactions to what they're doing? Say somebody's doing a break job and she asks a question, but... The question isn't in the video, just their reply. Just their reply. Okay. And, and plus, I'm biased. I know the shot maybe I think I want. She's not an automotive person. Oh, she says, this okay. is interesting. Yeah, see, that's cool. She's going from a consumer's perspective. What would I and my friends like to know about this place? I might think that I don't want the gentleman underneath the car working. I want him standing next to his toolbox. She says, no, this is cool because how many times do you see underneath the car? You don't. Yeah, it's perfect. It would be like an airlines thing. I want to see the cockpit, baby. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, where the magic happens in the shop. So what are you learning? What's coming back? Obviously, you picked a new strategy for 2024. I love it. What have you already learned in this very early part of 2024? Since we're talking about video, people like the goofy, funny stuff better than uh, the educational, serious stuff. And yeah. I, I really have a tough time grappling with that. So that's where hiring somebody, it's not a ton of money in, in some cases. Hiring someone that has a different perspective that forces you to do things a little differently could have great results for you. We just did a picture out here. Yeah. <laughs> My crazy daughter, she says, dad, come out here and gates wrap. And we did a great episode, Comebacks. I'm trying not to use the word, Trace. <laughs> and she says, Dad, here, hold this. And she went to the rep and she says, look like this. And so she's going to publish that thing. I think it'll have been published before this episode goes out, Bill. But it was comical and fun and different. And hopefully the people will look at that and figure out what him and I were actually demonstrating. And to me, just use this as an idea. The people in the picture are demonstrating the word of the day. Ain't that a cool idea? Yes. That's awesome. Oil change. What picture can you create? That says, <laughs> what does this picture say to you? It's the word of the day. So we talked about trends a little bit earlier in trending videos that, and we're probably going to do one. There's this POV point of view video is hot on everything. Right sure. Now. Sure. So there's these technicians that are making their own videos and they strap a GoPro to their chest and they do an oil change. And all is their hands taking the drain plug off, taking the filter off, putting a new drain plug gasket on. And it's a little bit of ASMR as well. So you got that nice little noises happening. That's all they're doing. It's they're probably doing it. They're showing about 30 seconds of their oil change or maybe a minute. But people are eating that up thousands and tens of thousands of views on things like that because people know they get their oil changed. What's the technician doing? There's interest in that. Yeah, there's interest in even talking about I'm going to put on a new drain plug or maybe a new gasket. All these things that people learn over time that they could say, listen, I've been doing this for so many years. This is something we do for every oil change to prevent it from never coming back. Yeah. DVIs have been around for quite a while and some of our stores have doing, been doing them for about eight years. But if you've seen the DVIs that are nothing more than a technician with a cell phone saying, hi, it's Bill. I'm here with your Honda Accord. 
Here's what I'm doing today. I want to show you this, that, and the other. Now that consumer, that client, that customer has an instant connection with the person fixing the car. They've never had that before. They might not know that person. They might never meet them. But now they know, okay, that bill guy seems nice, seems reasonable, showing me what's wrong. I can't wait to talk to the shop and figure out what is that going to cost me, what he just showed me. They did it for my wife. She had her, her pilot was in for warranty work and they sent her a text message with a link to a video. And they said, hey, Sheila, here's what we found wrong with your check engine light. Here's the part I replaced showing it on the video. We went ahead and did some follow-up testing. Your check engine light is off. You'll have no more problems with that. Glad we could be of service to you. Done. Love it. Yeah. What did you think of my discussion today on the different napkin colors? Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> Let me. Thank you. Are you paperless? For the most, yes, we are. You are. Yes. So when the job gets out and it's assigned, no one sees any paper, touches anything, right? Correct. I'll put an asterisk on that. Most of our shops are paperless. Some still have the paper. And so Gary V. I heard him talk or on an interview talked about the restaurant example where it's the red or the white across the lap. That person now knows, why don't I bring them the coupon to bring them back again? Yeah. And then I know when they redeem that coupon, I bring them something else. So here's what we've done at a couple of our locations and we're slowly rolling it out. Red key tags for new clients. That's it. You see it? Yep. And that's what the message was. White napkin with the silverware rolled in it was they're brand new to almost to the point where they're a consumer, right? And then the black napkin with the silverware rolled Everyone in the restaurant knows that they're a customer. They come occasionally. We know who they are. But the gold was they're a client to the point that they come here. They're loyal. They love us. They're here often and they get treated. The point of it is that that, that person that's a consumer that has the white napkin, we're going to make sure everything is 9,000% right as if we did it for the gold customer. It's tough to segregate, but there's every once in a while you can just do that one little bitty thing extra to make the experience so well. And that's what we hope happens. So some people might ask, what's the technician care if it's a new client or not? Oh, just another car. Wow. So the idea is, okay, we, if this is a new client, we've never seen their car before, I got to make sure 100% we're doing the DVI and I'm going to get them extra pictures so I can get a baseline of where their vehicle starts with us. We always tell the story of maybe your front license plate's hanging off a little bit. We'll put another screw in that for you. Do that. We call it the little extra. Yeah. You look for those opportunities. A few of our stores will do new client bags. So every client gets a bag of cookies when they pick up their car or a chocolate bar. A Valentine's Day coming up, we have the hearts, the candy hearts already ready to go. But that red tag means that they get a new client bag. So in the new client bag, we have a bottle of water that has our logo on it. They get a bag of cookies. They get a bounce back letter. So the letters from me saying, thank you for choosing us. Here's why I opened the shop. Here's some more information about us. And here's 25 bucks on your next visit. We have some other pamphlets we made up too that just talks about regular maintenance. And there's a magnet with our business card on it, I think too. So that red tag, as it moves through the shop, it gives everybody an opportunity, just a realization of, okay, I got to make sure I'm on my game with this one. We should be on game with everything, but especially that new client. Because if you're doing digital marketing, you're doing marketing at all, you're spending money to get them in the door. What are we doing to make sure that they keep coming back? Yeah, yeah. What's the color for the long-term client? It's Manila. It's Manila. Yeah. So you only have two colors. Right now, yeah. And maybe that's not too bad. Are you doing a QC process at the end for every vehicle? We are. So I'll use the Wycliffe store as an example. We have we have a service manager, and then we have a position I created called the client experience manager. Much oh, like- My CXO job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Offline, we'll talk about how he came up with that. Yeah. But So right now, Brian is our client experience manager in Wycliffe. In our other shops, will do this too, but it's Brian's one of his big jobs. When the car gets brought up from the technician, it's then Brian's job to pop the hood, look underneath the hood. 
where the fluid's topped off? Is there anything left underneath the hood? Does it look like we were in there if we were in there? We want to make sure that, hey, we cleaned up the area or the new part is right there. Then he takes it for a road test. Make sure that there's no new noises that may have come up. Make sure that there's no new dashboard lights that may have come on, especially with a check engine light. Mm -hmm. That additional key cycle or two, that could trigger the check engine light. I don't want the client to have that key cycle and then have the check engine light. And there's times when, you know, everything's great, but there's that time when Brian will bring the car back and say, ABS light wasn't noted in the initial inspection. I have an ABS light on now. Why is that yeah. to the technician? You put in floor mats? Yes. Do you take them out before the customer gets it? Most times, yes. We have some clients that request to leave them in. Leave them in, really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. You're doing so many incredible things over at Rad Air, and I just so appreciate you finding the time. This interview came, just if you will, spontaneous. Thank you, yeah. Tracy. Good stuff. Good to see what all you're doing. Is there anything else that you would love to share with the listener that you are doing that's different or unique? I love what you're doing, Carmen, Thank how you, you are elevating our industry. And I love to hear all the people you interview whether they be people that are providing services or industry or shop owners, shop managers, whatever the case might be. And to see everyone like here at Max yeah. and everyone's going to be at Vision next month, those yeah. are the folks that are rising the tide for all shops. We're professionals. We have to remember that. So with that, one thing I love to talk about is everything that happens in your marketing. I'm going to talk about this on Saturday. Everything that happens in your marketing, everything that happens when you're on the phone, everything that happens in your store sends a message. What message are you sending? How are your folks answering the phone? How are, the, are your clients or customers being greeted when they come in the door? When you pay your bill, are you just swiping a credit card and saying, thanks a lot, here you go? Or are you taking the time to line by line, here's what you got, here's the warranty, here's why we did it this way, let me explain everything we had to take apart. Are you doing the follow-up? If you're out in the chamber events or giving talks at the library, meeting with students, are you wearing branded clothing and how are you conducting yourself? That is what message are you sending? Because all the digital marketing in the world, all the postcard marketing in the world is great. But if you can't back it up oh, yeah. with what you're doing, oh, yeah. you're never going to grow. The image of our business and of our profession, as you recall me putting up that picture of that <laughs> one shop, just to make a point today in the keynote that no matter when they talk about mechanic or an automotive repair shop in movies and TVs today, it never is nice. Really, I have to say that I've never seen a really good looking place like, for example, all of your stores in Cleveland. And we have to come up over that attitude, that paradigm that the rest of the world has on automotive repair shops and mechanic. When I look at which store was it that we went to? Strongsville. Uh, Strongsville. What a beautiful facility, gorgeous, clean fireplace, leather couches. God, you could just say you could have the homeless hang out there if yes. you wanted to. You should have seen it at Christmas time. It looked like someone's living room. It was great. I imagine. And those to me are image builders. And it goes to show the level of professionalism and value that you bring to what you're doing to build clients and all the now, the new stuff that you're going to, not new stuff that you're going to do with digital, but the fact that you're going to make digital a very big and key component of your 2024 marketing strategy. Yeah. And just sending home the message that here's what we do and here's where we are. Yeah. Hey, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.